0: It is time to tune up the band. I evolution is a mystery. That that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> it was better than Lemmy
1: did that one time.
0: Oh yeah, that's that that is true. <laughs> For it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Riordan and Dan as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. How are you, chaps? We've even gone a little bit. And mm. uh yeah, yeah, it's nice to be back.
2: Good to be back. Apologies for not being on. It was due to <laughs> schedulings just crashing into each other. Scheduling yeah. irregularities.
3: Mm.
1: Scheduling, the greatest damage to any kind of project that involves more than one person. Yee!
0: <laughs> that being said, though, it's been nice to have a week off. Finally.
1: Yeah. I to finally sit down and finally take stock of stuff and boy... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm still constantly haunted by the specter of anything to do with wrestling. Anyway, but you know, like in contextual terms, that's for true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a heck of a week, like for wrestling been... in general. Uh, well, I uh, just for stuff in general. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're
2: gonna, like, we all know what's going on. And, yeah. you, and if you and if you listen to us long enough. You know where we stand. I I don't
1: think- You know where we stand, and this is our space away from the absolutely crazy and sometimes horrifying world that exists around us, so we're just going to talk about dumb wrestling stuff to distract ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. The only way we do it best.
0: And the only way we know how. Yes. (laughs) So, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms.
2: You know, guys, evolution may be a mystery, but you know what isn't a mystery to us? Pending. Because we are always pending and always will be. (laughs) So. Before I think that's one of my better ones I That is say. actually,
0: it is Before we discover why it's a mystery and full of changes That no one sees It is time to visit Dad For this week's
2: Wrestling News Dun 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 Down
1: Wrestling News, I was going to try and do the Lemmy voice But I'm just not putting my throat through that
2: You're going to die, don't do that We are Motorhead, <laughs> we are Wrestling News Am I going to kick your
1: ass Yeah <laughs> So obviously the big news of this week, two absolutely huge departures. Which one do we want to start with? They both begin with C, and I really missed I really messed up the flow I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, I've got two C's of people leaving.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck it. Let's start with let's start with Cody Rhodes. Um obviously, as we've seen, Cody Rhodes now has left AEW in some form, hmm. as far as it's understood. He just chose to Pretty much leave his contract, yeah, and was working worked his last match against Sammy Guevara as a free agent. Hmm. Um, obviously remains to be seen what comes of this because I know a lot of people have been saying, ah, oh, he's off to WWE, and um, whatever. I still maintain I think we're gonna try. He's gonna try and do Cody Rhodes, Governor of Georgia. It's I I
0: don't know i want to see that but he's got to be full home in his full homelander
1: gear to be governor
0: of georgia
1: like he just turns up to a debate in his gear
0: but he's got to have his own entrance in congress
1: as well yes (laughs) with flames (laughs) the speaker's chair just lifts up and then the wooden doors open in comes Cody Rhodes
2: yeah,
0: Still,
1: still to that theme though Yes, <laughs> it doesn't change at all no absolutely you know what it comes
0: as a, it, it was a surprise let's be honest oh, it, it was a big yeah. surprise to everyone involved this guy was the just, it, he's, I mean, he's part, part of the reason big, why this all starts. it's a
1: pretty big surprise when a fucking EVP of a company is just like yeah see you guys I'm off
2: see so yeah. you guys I'm going home yeah, and it's kind of weird because, like, from everything I've seen, it's like no, it's no, it doesn't seem to be like any type of ill will or anything like that.
1: No, because all the rest of the like the, the rest of them, and it's like the one... Oh God, who was it? The thing that Kenny Omega put out, where he was like, "Yeah, like he's he's not the," and in the fucking the greatest sentence I think I've ever seen Kenny Omega say. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the kind of guy I'd go and get like a Diet Pepsi with. (laughs) But just the thing of like, it's like, yeah, well, we weren't really talking that much anyway. He was just kind of doing his own thing and we were doing ours. Mm.
3: Mm.
1: Like, I don't think anyone disliked each other. He was just like doing stuff differently and now he's decided to go. So whatever he's designed to do, which I mean, could be basically anything. Um... Remains to be seen. Could we see Cody Rhodes at Mania? Possibly. Do I want to see that? I don't know.
2: I'd be, I'd honestly be very, very surprised if I saw that.
1: Maybe
0: smoke and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> maybe dashing. <laughs> no, I think it. I mean, it's probably going to be Stardust, isn't it? If, if we I thought mean like was- that,
1: I mean, that's the thing, right? I just, I just, I. I feel like they'd have to be offering him something super good and I don't think losing to Roman at Mania is that thing.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: Especially given now it's say uh now we know the main event of WrestleMania is the winner takes all uh title unification they're... match.
1: All I'm saying is the implication that they're 100% unifying that title. Oh yeah, they're
0: going to stick with the universal
1: title. I reckon I reckon they're unifying that title. Yeah. And then if they're, n- if they're not doing it, then they're just going to... Because, like... I mean, to be fair, the worst possible booking WWE could do is that Roman has both titles and he defends them separately. Oh. Oh. That's, like, the worst possible booking. And I know people are going to say, but Kurt Angle did that in, like, 2002. And I'm like, yes. That was a different time, though.
2: <laughs> and was- Also what happened to him afterwards yeah what happened afterwards guys i love kurt angle but what happened
1: yeah but like people are there and they're like they like say this and i'm like that was a different time and that was a time when i feel like we could kind of vaguely trust wwe booking decisions like for the most part for the most part yeah (laughs) (laughs) Where <laughs> whereas now we go into a pay per view and then we're there like oh man like what's going to be the really big setup and then we get it and it's just like oh <laughs> we really are in the bizarro and like, and like, world because, aren't we because the thing the thing I've said is it's like genuinely at this point it is literally like Brock and Roman and then just everyone else <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it feels it's so bad it's so bad um. I mean, look. I know Brock was on the Pat McAfee show yeah. uh, earlier, and he was like, "Oh, that people need to stop complaining, get off their arse, and and start drawing more." To a certain extent, I could agree with the dude, but at the same time, it's like, well, a lot of it has to come down from the creative team themselves if they pull their finger out and Again, give people a
1: chance. I, like maybe, maybe I'm thinking about wrestling in the wrong way. <laughs> like maybe there's something I'm missing, or I'm thinking too much about something, which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> But, like, wrestling as a piece of media has a thing of, the company tells you who you should like. <laughs> yes. And, like, obviously there's part of it which is, like, you know, not everyone can get over 100% of the time. But, like, it's the company's job to tell you to like someone. <laughs> they're, there with, they're there with idiot cards, the audience going, Applaus, applause, applause, Boom. No, but like, yeah, but, like, you get what I mean when I <clears> say, like, you know you're there and they're like, oh, people should start drawing more, and I'm like, yeah, but if people just go into matches and people are like, well, they're obviously going to lose because they've done nothing to build them. They've, given, they've done nothing to give them legitimacy. Yeah. Like, of course no one's going to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> why, like, why don't
0: they give a shit about anybody? Huh? What do I wonder <laughs> why.
1: Like, you, you, like can't I... ju- you can't just be giving me a match between, like, you know, like Roman and Seth and then be advertising for Roman like the next pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm not going to give a shit. <laughs> you can have a really... I'm, like, You can still have a really good match with it, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not going to make me as interested or invested. Yeah. It's... it's a strange one. It makes me wonder about... Well, a
0: if Cody is going to go to the to WWE, because I, I think a lot of people have tend tend to have, have kind of lost, kind of have forgotten that you know this could actually be Cody just going. Nah, I'm going to give wrestling a break for a while. I don't really want to do it anymore. Is because well, I don't feel I mean. like a lot of fans have got. I've, I've realized that this could just be Cody going. Nah, I don't want to do
1: this anymore. Well, this was why I said the whole Governor of Georgia thing because I remember there was I, I, may, I mean, again maybe I imagined this. <laughs> But I, I, something in my head tells me there was there was an interview he did once where he said after he stopped wrestling he wanted to try and like go into politics. He did, yeah. And so that was what just set me off, and I was like, yeah, he's gonna try and go for like fucking governor of Georgia or something. <laughs> so, so who knows? <laughs> a- I mean, also let's let's not forget as well, he has a kid. He does. He does as well. I just, I'm, I'm picturing the
0: campaign poster of Cody just being that maniacal smile that he
1: has. See, the thing about the campaign posters is, is like, in my head, if I saw one of those campaign posters, it would feel weirdly like, um,. You know, like if you've like played like one of the Metal Gear Solid games, and it yes. shows you a character, and you look at them, and you go, "Well, they're clearly evil." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, just yeah, get yeah, that yeah. feeling from his face. I I'm don't like, know why.
2: No, no, no. Cody Rhodes. Absolutely, absolutely gives off Liquid Snake vibes. I mean, he has... That's what I mean!
1: That's what I
0: mean! He really really does... Oh, you know what? Right, real talk, chaps. Maybe he's, he's stopping this because he got approached to play Liquid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid film.
2: I, oh yeah, oh yeah that, that's that, that, awesome. You know that. What? Oh yeah. I forgot. That's probably still in development. Well, well, mm.
0: we got Oscar Isaac playing Solid Snake, Cody Rhodes playing Liquid. Oh, could
2: you? Oh, could you? Oh what, actually. You know what? That actually, that's actually good casting. That's going be amazing. Casting. I don't.
1: I don't need Solid Snake. I need my brother. <laughs>
0: I need my brother. Have you heard of All Elite Wrestling? Yes. Yeah.
1: The fucking um, fucking psychoman disappears. <laughs> I see you like all elite wrestling. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh I don't gosh. care. We're continuing this discussion at another point about turning <laughs> yeah. yes. the fucking Metal Gear Solid wrestling universe. Yeah, we're making yeah. that happen, everybody.
3: <laughs> oh, that's happening.
1: Right. I feel like that. I feel like that's what control your narrative could be if it wasn't controlled by. Entirely by bald white men.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Control Your Narrative, the announcement for the Control Your Narrative promotion for just having the most fucking absurd promotion of all time. It's almost. I've got to. All right, can I just
0: re -re talk here? Like, the way it's been booked and the way people or or the way they've kind of advertised it, it's like the world's worst anti vax social media group.
3: (laughs) Bro, it actually is. is.
1: It actually is. It's it's just so funny though because every single wrestler they've announced is both bald and white. <laughs> like with like they they haven't missed a single step. Every single one of them. Also, I'm sorry. How bad of a promotion do you have to be to bring in Austin Aries and go? He's bringing star power.
3: <clears throat>
1: have you have you not seen this man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh well here's hoping they don't have a female announcer that he can sexually harass again. Moving
1: on, moving on. Still though, like, keeping up keeping up with the updates is like fucking hilarious. <laughs> so should we talk about the other C? The more Let's important talk about the other C. C in wrestling that has that has left Cesaro. Now now again to be referred by Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, and basically, it's just like you're just sitting there, just going, "Well, how the fuck did we get to here?"
2: Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, my my first reaction was good, good, good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, like
1: I'm like I'm happy for him, but also it's a thing of like, like how did we get here? What yeah. went What went wrong? And the answer is a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of I've
0: seen a lot of people saying, "Well, the guy just wasn't over." I picked it. Everything he did, he was That's over. That's
2: absolute bollocks. Absolute, like even for even for bad wrestling takes, that is a doozy. What nonsense! Oh,
1: mate, we've been we have been in a week of a. Abysmal wrestling takes, but you know we'll move on. He
0: was a heel and got (laughs) one of the biggest cheers at WrestleMania 30. Sads Daniel Bryan winning the big, big, winning the main event.
2: I, I, you cannot come to me and talk about how he wasn't getting enough heat. He's fucking Cesaro. That's mm, mm, oh, oh, I'm angry. (laughs) Oh, I'm angry now. I
1: I, I think the thing about it is. I really think the thing about it is you know, I think WWE as as a company kind again, it's that thing of like institutionally, like as an organization, they've moved past things that I think the audience still hold on to. Bruce F. Day is of, a perfect example of that. Of which of which I of which I still say though, right? people like oh cesaro like oh his promos his promos his promos and i'm like yeah but like also consider the following though he just picks up people and swings them yeah and that's the really cool bit because you just look at him and then you're just like oh okay that's pretty cool then you see him like launch himself across the ring to do a european and then like hoist the big show over his head I, I take
0: umbrage with people saying he doesn't have any promo uh work his skill because he does
1: he he genuinely he genuinely does well there's there's also the separate discussion which is at times I felt like his promo time was like basically non-existent in WWE at times exactly and what he did get he fucking knocked it out of the park right the
0: talking smack promo uh he did um yeah. last year was incredible the stuff he did with when he was with Sheamus and the bar was in incredibly yeah, like, entertaining. Yeah, like, like
1: the thing I said to people is right. Is is he the rock? No, but like that's not why I watch him. Yeah, I watch him because I feel like I want to watch some guy absolutely chin someone. Yeah, <laughs> yes, even his own chin at one time. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like that's what I that's what I come here for. Yeah, and so like you know it's that you know you get that thing of people like oh i you know, I don't think he fits or whatever and i'm like you know th- maybe this is a sign that i mean basically i took it as a sign of i don't think wwe is trying to provide what i want yeah uh, I'm, sure it works cl- for other I'm sure it works for
0: other people mm-hmm. it's that classic case of isn't it of um as we talked about earlier it's just like it seems to be a sin to naturally get over when the company, po- when the company line is to get this person over, not this yeah.
1: person. Like I, I choose to believe that like any WWE fan would pay good money to see a strong contest between Brock and Cesaro for a title. We, oh, I think people were praying for that one day eventually, but that. Yeah. Like. I don't I don't see how you can look at that match and then not think it there's money in it. Oh, there very clearly is.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: So
0: now that I is. mean with that it's like where do we see Claudio now? Like, I mean because I think like credit where credit's due to uh, to Claudio he was like I tell you what let's have a one year extension because we all thought it was a uh, like uh, from yeah. what we heard it seemed like it was a full on three year deal. But it was actually just a contract extension, yeah. uh, while they kind of figured out and tried to negotiate. But then Claudio just went, "Nah, nah, nah, thanks. I think I'll, I, think I, I think I, I think I'll let my contract run." And so this means he's got no compete. He's got no no compete clause. Uh, he's mm-hmm. free to go absolutely anywhere. And uh, I heard something uh, the other day that I thought, you know what, that would actually be quite cool if it could happen. Uh, him winning, winning the face of the revolution ladder match and grabbing the brass ring.
3: Oh, God. just how
0: poetic that would be! <laughs> and also, this means that we can finally see uh, a conclusion to the rivalry between Claudio and Eddie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that uh, in a match, of course, that we did uh, that we have watched for this podcast. Actually, yeah, we have. And that was an amazing match. So it's like, yeah, they have unfinished business, and I love Eddie going. He don't have the balls to show up in AEW. <laughs> I'm like, please, please give it, give give us that.
1: match. I, <laughs> we want a I, conclusion I, to that. That is That's the thing. I was big always big. wondering though. Like, do they still? Does does Eddie still like shoot hate him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine this, I imagine he probably st- kind of, There's a part of him that probably still shoot hates him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. Oh, I mean i mean I'm, I'm it's basically my recurring thing now because a lot of the people who have left WWE recently have been people who basically follow the basis of one of the best ways to get over it is to have really good technical wrestling. Mm. Which, mm. Hence why I kept saying to my friends, G1 Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh or, or in the even greater environment, Cesaro is just like, you know what? I think it's time to to just like, after working like WWE style for so long, let's go back a bit. And he just decides, you know what, I'm just going to go to Noah for a fucking year and then just fucking, just I just want to hear the slap. Do you just want to hear Fujita? I want to see- hear the meaty slap. We just want to see
0: Vegeta versus um, Castagnoli, don't we, for the GHC Heavyweight Championship?
1: No, I what I want is I want fucking Castagnoli versus Shizaki. Yeah, actually no real talk, yeah. That's not... Like, I want to um, hear the slap. <laughs> uh, I Prince, want both Prince. men's chests to come out looking like mince meat.
0: <laughs> Real talk, though, I think uh, with 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 any sort of release, people like to keep an eye on them. But I feel this is the one where I feel even casual rest WWE fans would be like, "I want to see what Cesaro d- uh, does next."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we all do because we all left just wondering and left you know desiring more. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does for sure. Um, and I think the
0: excitement, the most exciting part is that is now he has the freedom to straight away go anywhere he wants to go. Mm-hmm. That's the most exciting part.
2: Absolutely.
1: Oh. <laughs> why does ROH have to be functionally dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gresham versus Castagnoli. For the is ROH what I mean.
0: Title.
3: is what I mean. Oh,
0: oh, oh man. <laughs> Make that WrestleMania weekend. Fuck it. But, like,
1: I mean, yeah, to be fair, you know, GCW is still kicking about.
0: Oh, yeah, make that Bloodsport 8, Timothy Thatcher versus Castagnoli. Oh, Castagnoli.
1: Fuck it. <laughs> no, Claudio Castagnoli versus Josh Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm.
0: You'd, love to, you, mm, you'd love to see it. You would love to see it. Right, now we've got onto that sort of news. Uh, Dad, do you want to tell Rina about the absolutely fucking cursed news that came out recently? Oh no.
1: Okay, here's the cursed fucking news. Apparently there's a notice going around internally (laughs) that Vince McMahon is apparently getting back into the ring in some kind of match against Pat McAfee now (laughs) i'm as confused as the next person
2: yes i i want i want you to just that's a lie right no it's not right here's here's what
1: here's what i'm thinking okay follow with me (laughs) vince mcmahon basically has nothing actually to do it the the pathway is in some weird way, it's going to be like, Vince chooses Austin Theory to wrestle on his behalf, and then Pat McAfee chooses someone to wrestle on his behalf. Mm. Even though, in my mind, Pat McAfee doesn't really need to, but I don't really want to see Pat McAfee in the ring with Austin Theory. I don't think Austin Theory's earned that place yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really so- bad sequel to Battle of the <laughs> Billionaires, isn't it? <laughs> This is what I mean. Like, I'm just like, I don't understand a place this can go that would actually be good. The only, the only thing I would want to just weirdly whip around was if it ended up being like Austin Theory and then Pat McAfee chose like fucking Triple H. <laughs> just like make it as fucking cursed as possible. Time to play this game.
3: I'm- <laughs>
2: Austin
1: Theory versus Shane O'Mac. <laughs> Oh
2: I... no. <laughs>
3: don't,
0: don't be doing that. Oh yeah, actually no, that actually could be fun for to see who could to vie for who's who's who is Vince's favorite son.
2: Yeah. I mm, oh that's a terrible idea and I wanna see it. <laughs> that's uh, a terrible, terrible hey, idea. Dad,
0: let me fly for the WrestleMania sign. Ah, Shane, you're
2: quite
1: good, but Austin's my son now.
2: <laughs> uh I don't. Um, oh my god.
1: Otherwise, I have no fucking idea how this is supposed to work because like I don't want to see Vince in in a ring. Isn't he 76 no. now? He's like for the last 10 years he's been specifically notified by doctors don't bump anymore. And yet he does. And so like I have no fucking clue what the fuck this is supposed to be. I like. I really, I really don't know how to respond to this news that there's an internal memo going around that Vince versus fucking Pat McAfee is going to happen. Can you imagine being a wrestler at WWE and thinking, man, I wonder why I'm not on the Mania card with all these matches? And you see that.
0: Yeah. God, that's uh, got to be disheartening, isn't it? I
2: want to. I I want to know who's responsible, and I want that to be false. That is my thing on that. Fuck everyone for bringing this to my attention. <laughs> I hate you all. There we go.
0: And that is why we draw the line in the sand on that, for
2: it. Yes. I Like, this is my line, guys. This is my fucking line. <laughs> well, unless,
1: I, unless, yeah. unless there's anything else people want to bring up, I think we're done with the news. Cool. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm really fine with that, because it was going to get more cursed when we talk
0: about it. Yeah. Recommendation corner, sir. Is there anything you have for us this week?
2: Shockingly, I do despite being extremely busy. Guys <laughs> How do you feel about how do you feel about the new world order?
1: hey, hey like <laughs> uh like many things
2: conflicted (laughs) well i'm glad because we're not talking about wrestling new world order we're talking about conspiracy theory of which oh Oh, 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 yeah oh yeah of which i have been watching and the animated series inside job oh inside job is basically the premise that there is basically the people who run the world a conspiracy theory Premise: It's an office uh, comedy, and it is fantastic. I it thought, is. I thought, according
0: to the Beyonce uh, song, it was girls who ran the world.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, the main character is a woman, so there you go. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> so yes, I, and it's all about the office politics of attempting to run the world, essentially for the dark shadowy cabal. It is.
3: <laughs>
2: it is incredible. <laughs> Like uh, the pilot episode is one of the best pilots I have seen in a while <laughs> nice. and and also, like, for what it is, the animation is utterly fantastic. Like, I cannot emphasize enough how good everything feels and looks, like as an animation nerd and someone who's actually hoping to do some animation amateur, mm. um, it, it is inspiring. The all like all the voice actors are game. The jokes are great. I seriously highly recommend watching Inside Job. It's Ooh. it's it's really good, <laughs> really really good. I am so impressed.
0: Nice, nice. I definitely give. I'll definitely give that a look. Office po- an office politics show about running
2: house. <laughs> I it love really, that. It really it. Uh- Legitimately slaps, it's so good. So, is he
0: talking about the Illuminati office?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with <Steve> <laughs> and it is fantastic.
0: Oh, no, I definitely will give that a look for sure. Um, <clears throat> may I also recommend something, gents? Yes, uh, this week's episode of Wrestling with Fiction. <laughs> um, I, alongside guested, uh, and alongside Connor. We fantasy booked Sea Dog VA as a professional wrestler. Oh, oh yeah! In response to Sea Dog training to become a Japanese professional wrestler video, we me and Connor thought, should we just, should we, should we, shall we just book Connor? Let's <laughs> see what it would be like if he were a professional wrestler. Let, let's see what happens. And so you'll ple be pleased to know that me and Connor go in way different directions for for Sea
2: C- Dog in our booking. <laughs> I, I can imagine yes.
3: So
0: it's full of it's full of uh, pile drivers, monkey flips, crane games, betrayals, triumphs, and Minoru Suzuki.
1: <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. So that is <laughs> yeah. this
0: week's episode of Wrestling with Fiction, which you should go and check out. Connor's awesome. Yeah, check uh, he Connor's awesome. With us.
1: We love yeah. Connor. Yeah, we do. Great
0: Uh So yeah, Wrestling Ooh. with Fiction. We fantasy book c Dog V A. Alright, with all of that, chaps, it is time to get on to this week's episode. The Evolution Retrospective. Now, chaps, before I get into the whole uh, nitty-gritty of stuff, there's two things I uh, want to discuss. One,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, your kind of uh, memories of evolution. And two, can we talk about that weird logo they had?
2: (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That weird, that weird, like... A uh, Rolls Rolls Royce Grill logo with the two yeah. naked ladies, and I appeared—I assume—is a caricature of Triple H at the end. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is like okay, right? Let's do let's do memories first. And in this case, my memories of Evolution, Evolution, whatever you want to call them, however you want to say it, um, was that like at the time I absolutely just like, love them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, yo, this is this is such a cool idea. You know, some really, really cool people in it. But also, just for some reason, I don't know why, there was just this thing in my head where I was like, I like them, but then also there's something in my head that's just like,
2: no. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, right? Like,
1: like mm. i always felt weirdly annoyed at them but I never had any reason for that and I still liked them for it so mm. I don't know what the hell my brain was on i
0: i, I want to say that for me personally you gotta remember this is during the reign of terror
1: well yeah so obviously that is part of it like that <laughs>
3: that,
1: <laughs> that that that, 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 is, that is part of it
3: for me it's a big part of it Woo!
1: I mean, I think it is also quite telling, though. That I look, I think, I think back to myself, and I'm like, my favorite parts of Evolution were Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like,
2: yeah, in my mind, Evolution is a funny one because I feel as less less a continuation of Ric Flair and Triple H's like story and career, and more like just the beginning of Randy Orton and, and batista. batista that's the I mean, only like, thing i mean like that also really as well as i've gotten
1: older as a wrestling fan there is also the part of me that goes was this another attempt to do another four horsemen oh it absolutely oh, it was. was yeah yes. it absolutely was this is triple h because triple h had the
0: big gold belt and it was like all right now i could be everything i wanted to be when i was a kid watching nwa <laughs> i want to yeah. be the four horsemen now <laughs> because well, i got rick flair with me now <laughs> so it's even better." oh no it it was the most fiddly veiled like dream fantasy kind of booking that Triple H wanted let's Mm. be honest I mean come on he was holding the belt the same way Flair did in sunglasses and a three piece suit yeah I know (laughs) yeah that logo as well um
1: it's I don't know what to think of it (laughs) do you know what it's giving it's giving it's giving a hot rod show yes <laughs>
3: yes that's the sort it, of thing... it's, give,
1: it's giving middle-aged man at a car show it, it also is giving off that like peak 2003
0: this is something you would find on someone's car on pimp my ride
1: yes <laughs> do you know what it's also giving mid-2000s butt rock Yes, <laughs> yes. Like it, it, it has it has an air of like a <clears throat> um. Who who would I say this is more feeling like? Hmm.
3: Ooh. I mean, in
1: in general, in general, it's giving a uh, guy who wears Ed Hardy t-shirt unironically with no interest in tattooing. <sighs>
2: That's an impressive analogy. <laughs>
1: that is something you would uh, it, see on the back of a dead Hardy jacket, isn't it? <laughs> but, it's also, but now, follow me on this one. It's, okay. it, it's giving someone that actively looks out to go to a hard rock cafe. <laughs> <laughs> that is cursed. Dan.
2: <laughs> You're going a little hard on this one, ain't you, mate? <laughs>
0: Revolution is a mystery! But so is the Hard Rock Cafe, if anyone wants to go in there unironically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, all I'm saying is, you go to a Hard Rock Cafe for one reason, you go there because it's a place that has food and memorabilia, and if you tell me that you're going there for any other reason, I have to question you. Yes. Fair.
0: Fair, fair,
2: fair. That
0: is fair, that is fair. Alright then, chaps, shall we start at the beginning, which is always a good place to start? Absolutely. So we could trace it all the way back to their actual official beginning in January of 2003, but let's go to when the seas were planted in 2002. Unforgiven 2002, to be exact. In this match, Triple, oh, well, Triple H is in the main event, defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Rob Van Dam, who was white hot at this moment and should have been world champion at this point. But, you know...
2: One of <laughs> a One of a kind.
0: But then again, we all know that we all know, and it's been very well documented of how jealous Triple H was at Rob Van Dam. Incredibly petty and jealous of him.
2: I mean, Rob Van Dam in two thousand two. Like, what can I say?
0: (laughs) So it was during this match that Ric Flair came down to the ring, grabbed the sledgehammer from Triple H teased hitting him before hitting Van Damme, allowing Triple H to get the win and for the uh, for this alliance between Flair and Triple H to, be- to begin. Flair would become Triple H's manager. Yes, as we know the joke,
1: the game and the dirtiest player in the game. See, now when people are here and they say to me, no, wrestling is very, very, very much straight. I question them. It's... because they used that line repeatedly and no one ever questioned it
0: <laughs> now let's not forget during this time as well that flair was completely enamored by triple h's body may i case yeah. in point during their during triple h's rivalry with scott steiner and then when they had the pose off on raw and when triple mm-hmm. h is flexing in the mirror you just see flair wide-eyed pop into shotgun. going you are a adorned look at you woo <laughs>
1: like i'm not saying that they should have made a gay joke because that wouldn't have made it any better but like also it just reminds me of those wrestling fans that are like i don't i don't get how you could even think that wrestling is like even slightly gay and then like there's fucking this (laughs) (laughs)
0: so so shortly after archdeacon batista (laughs)
1: Because <laughs> let's look again, that time. was his name. What a time. <laughs>
3: what a time. I know.
1: <laughs> Reverend Devon's muscle moved from Smackdown... He was helping with the Devon building fund, yes. right next to Chuck E. Cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: moved from Smackdown
0: to Raw, and began accompanying Flair and Triple H to the ring. And in January 2003, Randy Alton would join the group, and, and the quartet would become known as as evolution attacking scott steiner in the process <sighs> now Sam, triple for, h-
1: ten, Sam, for 10 quid who was supposed to have been Who was apparently supposed to have been in evolution that wasn't um randy orton now here's where i was getting into this wasn't this supposed to be the original
0: lineup now batista ended up getting injured a little bit shortly after he joined uh the uh joined flair in triple h and vince mcmahon wanted someone else to become the muscle of evolution uh, when they became a quartet that person was Mark Jindrak wow. what a fucking pick
2: <laughs> wow they went okay. as
0: far as to even sh- uh, start shooting vignettes with uh with um Flair Triple H Orton and Jindrak
2: just incredible incredible you know
0: what triple h said uh, he 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 was documented as saying no He's a no-name nobody? No.
1: We want Batista. We don't want this guy.
2: Incredible. But I it...
1: just found one of the promo pictures.
2: Hang on, let me see this. Let me take a look at this. That is... Okay, I have to say, what in God's name is going on with his suit? <laughs> also, what a wide berth they're giving him! <laughs> yeah, for one thing, but also no, I'm 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 still stuck on the suit. That like, is, yeah, but you
1: have to remember though, this was the early two thousands when no one wore suits that actually fit them.
2: Oh yeah, yeah so oh, yeah. So this is real I NBA mean, draft pick. I was gonna,
1: yeah. This is what I was about to say. For anyone that's never seen them, look up the fits from like the NBA draft in the early two thousands. Because my god, it is diabolical.
2: All of them, all of them are wearing the talking head suit. They are. (laughs) It's so odd. All of them are wearing it.
0: All I will say is Triple H is wearing the best in Harry Hill collars there as well. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ, man. You could take flight on that fucking (laughs)
2: thing. It's instant correct. It's real meatloaf error.
0: Yes. It really. (laughs) <laughs> My god, that's Jin Steinman number is about to come out of Triple H there. <laughs> that bitch, <laughs> but no, it was further elaborated actually uh, a couple of years ago that the reason that, um, the actual reason, uh, why Triple H didn't want Drake to be part of the group is that, um, he was actually a bad influence on Randy Orton, um. <sighs> A real bad influence on Randy Orton. They're actually acting like frat bros when they uh when they were both starting out in the the main roster.
3: <laughs> oh god.
0: Um uh... But even, but even that, even Mark Jindrak agreed that he was a quite a bad influence on Randy Orton during this time. So that's the reason why they kiboshed Jindrak joining and having
1: Dave be part of the group. Uh, but it worked out. For Triple H the- just walks in and just sees Jindrak and Orton just shotgunning beers. It's like, yes. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and,
0: uh, shotgunning beers, pooping into uh, gym bags. But you know, to each their own, I guess. Randy <laughs> and <Mark. laughs>
1: I don't. I don't care. Arguably, nothing. Whatever. Fucking top that story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, actually, should you though. It did work out for all of them because you know they ended up, you know, forming Evolution and uh, Mark Gindrak To this day, has had one of the most more successful careers in Mexico as Marco Corleone. So there, yeah. there you go.
1: It's got a it good kick on him. That's about all I know about him. <laughs> I think he was champion in CMLL for yes. like forever. mm Hmm. So yeah, two
0: weeks later, when uh, the group was complete, Triple H came up with the name Evolution, as he spoke about how the four men were examples of pro wrestling's evolution from the past being Flair, the present being Triple H, and the future being Orton and Batista. May I add that Batista was in his mid-30s at this point. (laughs) It's
1: incredible. Don't question it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get to the dominance of Evolution. 2003 to 2005, two very dominant years. Of course, of course, we got if we're going to talk about 2003 in evolution, we talk about, of course, WrestleMania 19, and we still, ladies and gents, talk about, and we're still bitter about how Booker should have won that match.
1: Oh, he should have again. I can state this enough. Booker T should have won that match. Although, again, to be fair, like Rob Van Dam should have won the title of Orton. Mm. Um yeah, and like all of that, so
2: <laughs> it just it never the rage will never cease. It will never cease.
1: Oh, it never will.
0: <laughs> so so we can path their dominance rand but bad blood time. Uh Flair had a had a really violent match with Shawn Michaels um in that match. Uh with Orton interference. Uh, as well, Flair was able to win against Shawn Michaels. Uh, but remember, ladies and gents, this was also the same bad blood in which Triple H retained his World Heavyweight Championship in a Hell in a Cell match against Kevin Nash.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Don't remind me about
0: that. <laughs> uh, but there is always silver linings in this. These guys were getting more and more. Uh, we're getting more and more over, and they were starting to adopt more Horseman qualities, including well. Well, the, the, the trademark... Well, the, the two key trademarks of Ric Flair, that's coming out in uh, three-piece suits and sunglasses and then being playboys by going out to nightclubs. And, well, if you remember, most of their music videos and vignettes were them in nightclubs snogging the face off of supermodels. Yeah. <laughs> that was just all of their vignettes in general. <laughs> all of them were styling and profiling. And as it's been well-known and documented... Um, because he felt like he needed to keep up appearances of what he was like uh, back in the day, Flair doubled down on his drinking when he really should have been slowing down at his
1: age. Oh my god.
2: I mean, he always goes Just for it.
1: Fully unhinged Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh,
0: less said about how fully unhinged Ric Flair, the better. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if we fast forward a little couple more months to Unforgiven, uh we had Orton debuting the legend ki- uh, killer gimmick. Um where he oh, had yeah. a tremendous match uh with Shawn Michaels uh that started and kickstarted his legend gimmick, uh, legend killer gimmick. And he would go down and face guys and uh you know, try and kill legends like uh Rob Van Dam, Harley Race, Jake the Snake, Roberts, Mick Foley, Oh, in, in, probably one of Orton's best rivalries during this time was with Mick Foley yeah um, The Rock as well you can add into that and so many others Triple H would then around this time be feuding with Goldberg <laughs> let's not forget about uh, SummerSlam the Elimination <sighs> Chamber match and Triple H's um, weird choice of wearing um, swimming shorts
1: yeah but that was, <laughs> that was from the thing of they were like Groin tear, yeah. He tore, he tore his groin or his quad or whatever. And they're like, "Well, we need." He's like, "He's good to wrestle. We just need to hide the like the blood bruise that had been left by it." So they get him wearing fucking cycling shorts. He could have, and they were going to give it to Goldberg at SummerSlam, but
0: the idea was vetoed for some bizarre reason. Remember, this was on Goldberg's undefeated streak of beating The Rock, Christian, and Chris Jericho.
1: No, just like oh. okay,
0: right? But no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, would culminate at Unforgiven, where um, he would actually lose the title to Goldberg. <laughs> uh, and if you remember, there was a storyline during Raw where Triple H uh, put out a bounty. Yeah. <laughs> to take uh, to anyone who could take out Goldberg, and a few weeks hey. later
2: don't remember this one at yeah, all it was a
0: hundred thousand dollar bounty on anyone who could take out goldberg and this was the storyline that led to batista making his return from injury um oh. and of course that was when we had the full evolution back and this time i always liked what batista with batista it was like everyone was in three-piece suits and batista was like fuck that i'm wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses <laughs>
1: See, but it's, like, the kind of thing that I would expect from Batista. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, look, right, we've all seen the picture of Batista in suits, and it just doesn't work. <laughs>
0: it's definitely... For some reason, Batista always looks better in a suit when he rips the shirt
1: off, and he's wearing just the slacks and the shoes. It's <laughs>
2: so just, it like, he needs so to...
1: awkward on him, though, because he's so wham.
2: Yeah. Yes. Even, like, he needs to just, like, stop giving him a shirt. Like blazer and, tri- but he needs to like get him, get him he- in the Ricky Starks fit where he's just wearing the slacks and the
1: jacket. Yes. Yeah,
2: that's how you do it. He needs to look like he just got off a plane from Miami. That's mm-hmm. what has to happen.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So we get to eventually Goldberg uh, dropping the title back once more to Triple H at Survivor Series uh despite repeated uh actually no it wasn't survivor series i think it was no he retained goldberg i believe i believe he did no he did goldberg uh did retain that even though there was a lot of interference between flair Ault and batista that was my mistake <laughs> oh. i believe it, what was it um i want to say what what was it um what event was it that he retained the title um i think it was the pay-per-view after right. that actually I think it would have been Arma- I think it are was Armageddon. With, are we
1: dealing with Goldberg here? I, mean, I think it was Armageddon actually that they okay, lost. Okay, let me. Oh no, it
0: was because I believe this. Uh, yes, Armageddon actually was the event where Evolution ended up winning all the titles on Raw. So Flair and Both Batista Midway won the World Match. Tag Championships from the Dudley Boys. So... Orton captured the IC title from Rob Van Dam. And Triple H regained the championship from Goldberg, which I believe was part of a triple threat match it, that involved, also was. involved Kane.
1: <laughs> it was Triple H versus Goldberg versus Kane at Armageddon 2003. <laughs> Yay. that is
2: a very, very interesting match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, this this leads into 2004, and we get into, of course, the build up to WrestleMania 20. In which we had which evolution still were champions at this point of all of the titles. We had yeah. a really good triple threat, uh, no, yeah, it was a handicap tag match actually with Orton, Flair, and Batista go uh defeating the rock and sock connection. I don't care what anyone, sa- el- anyone else says, that was one of my favorite matches from Mania 20. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good match. Also, really good promo work from Orton uh, during WrestleMania 20, going about, you know, where it all begins again, and they went they were at the stairwell where Orton kicked Foley down mm-hmm. to kickstart their rivalry. Uh, and then, of course, we have the main event in which Steven Richards won the World Heavyweight Championship yeah. to Triple H. <laughs> the
1: less said, the better.
0: <laughs> this also, of course... <clears throat> Uh, leads to Randy Orton eventually winning the title, but not before um, having an incredible hardcore match at Backlash against Cactus Jack.
1: That match is
0: yeah. so good. That match is so damn
2: good. It's the, That's the match which surprised everyone with, oh, oh no, he's actually gonna do it. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah,
1: it was... Orton could go. Like, I think that proved Where that Orton that, could definitely that... go. At the right time, farm tax can make things better. Exactly. Um,
0: nice. Let before we get to SummerSlam, let us, of course, make a stopgap into this weird storyline in which Evolution befriended Eugene. I'll oh, do it. Yeah, have
2: that to was that about was... Eugene. This no, was a we
0: way, don't. This was a way we of don't. being able to, for some reason, get the belt off of Stephen Richards. But it didn't work because Eugene actually ended up costing Triple H the match at Vengeance. Uh, but this did give birth to the great promo uh, of William Regal yeah. uh, and Triple H on Raw, uh, to which William Regal, with every ounce of violent venom in his veins, cut yeah. oh, one of the most it amazing is, it promos. It is
1: like... It, it sounds dumb, but when I say William Regal, really does go exceedingly British. He really does. Like he really he he really embraces his British spirit in it.
0: <laughs> Some it's people would just sport naughty. About it
1: It's got okay. a very particular feeling about it that I can't quite describe. And I think
0: it was yeah. shortly after that he ended up debuting his Texas theme. you know, that, <laughs> that theme. Yeah. It's such a weird regal theme, but again, as New Legacy said, it's the most Texas theme
1: ever. Texas, UK, like, in many ways the same thing. Exactly.
2: That's a horrible thought. Incredibly conservative,
0: horrible. instead of. Yeah, yeah, moving
1: on.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: anyway, this leads us to Slab in which Randy Orton gets a number one contendership uh, match, and a chance for the World Heavyweight Championship against Stephen Richards. Yeah. Somehow, someway, Orton pinned Richards to become the new World Heavyweight Champion, and the youngest World Champion at that time. I think it was 24
1: he was at the time?
3: Yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah, like yeah. He,
1: was, he was really, really young. And so, this
0: brings a very interesting dynamic to Evolution the future of of the company, the one that they're building as the future in that stable, now becomes the top dog on Monday Night Raw. With Triple H always wanting to be champion, and I guess that being seething under his skin, how long could they go before evolution implodes? How long could they build this storyline up until eventually it snaps? I'm of course delaying this because it was one night later that Triple H turns yeah. on Randy Orton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For fuck's <laughs> sake just love how so much of the story is built up on the whole like oh like what's gonna happen you know the the youngster has like gone above the uh the master and they just fucking pull the trigger the night after for fuck's sake <laughs>
0: So, of course, the ne- the week after that, of course, as that very infamous, you know, Rand- uh, Triple H demands that Randy Orton hands the title over-, over to him and make the right decision. And in return, I quote, he says, he would forget that Randy Orton ever existed. <laughs> of course, <laughs> this gives us the gimmick of Randy Orton spitting in Triple H's face and, and hitting him with the world title. <laughs>
1: It, it, do you reckon in Triple H's mind he was like, yeah, this is really going to get him over?
0: <laughs> no. No. Because the match is made at Unforgiven, Triple H versus Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight Championship. Right, now, right. listen to this, guys, right? Unforgiven comes, Triple H beats Orton to regain the World Heavyweight Championship. Right, May with help from Ric Flair, Batista... And Jonathan Coachman.
1: See, now here's the thing, right? You say that and you're you're expecting me to go, what the fuck, Jonathan Coachman? <clears throat> but I swear, Jonathan Coachman was in so many storylines, I never realised he was ever in, because I've completely forgotten his yeah. involvement in them.
2: I of the home, he was boy. in for
1: so many random things.
2: Coachman was such a strange, strange character the when you think the... about it.
1: It's, like, it's... Do, do you know what Jonathan Coachman was in so many storylines? He's like, you know like when you watch a series of films and then there's always that, that one character that's just in the background? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, completely inconsequentially, but they're just always there. Yeah. Like, that's what he felt, that's what he feels like to me.
0: And all of because he got a bit butt hurt that he was being the butt of the joke for Rock's promos. That's what caused his heel turn, guys. <laughs> he said bad word about me. Well, my you, he made him dance the Charleston and kicked him in the butt off the camera. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you can't win everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know where I where I where to go from from that. Now talked about Jonathan Coachman. There you go, Jonathan Coachman retrospective in the future,
1: guys. For, for the what? For the, the two people that want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: because it would just be us reminiscing about rock
1: promos.
0: Yeah, as I say, that's all it will be. <laughs> I'm wondering was it deliberate when coachman uh, when, the, when the mic wire came off <laughs> during the during coachman singing copa cabana <laughs> uh anyway moving swiftly on on the December 6th episode of Monday Night Raw a triple threat match for the world heavyweight championship took place in the main event Triple H versus Edge versus Stephen Richards and it yes. ended in a double pin which effectively vacated The World Heavyweight Championship, and the title would be decided in an Elimination Chamber match
1: at New Year's Revolution. What is this? (laughs) WCW? War Games! War (laughs) Games! (laughs) So, in the
0: Elimination Chamber match at New Year's Revolution, Batista, Orton, and Triple H were the last three in that match. Now this would sow the seeds of what would be WrestleMania 21's main event. Uh, if you remember at the end of that uh, match, uh, tri- Triple H a groggy at the corner would yeah. try to help, could have helped at any time Batista um, from being pinned from Orton. But Triple H decides to just flop on the floor when R- Orton RKO's Batista and the free count. And boom. Batista is eliminated. Of course, this gives ample opportunity for Triple H to clunk Orton on the head. Pedigree, 1-2-3. Triple H is World Heavyweight.
1: Guys, don't worry. He's putting them over just in a very convoluted way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, this would also see Orton's last opportunity for the World Heavyweight Championship as the night on the Raw after New Year's Revolution. Orton would face Batista for a title shot at the Royal Rumble, which Orton would win. But then... Triple H suggests that Batista, maybe, you know, shouldn't enter the Royal Rumble, despite Batista really wanting to enter the Rumble. Instead, he wants Batista to help Triple H retain the title from uh Orton. To which Batista was like, uh no, I'm gonna go to the Rumble. I think the fuck you do. <laughs> uh no and so it gets to one of our favorite moments chaps we get oh, to royal rumble know. 2005 batista wins after entering number 28 but not without controversy as of course john cena and batista do the most perfect drop <laughs> and elimination in royal rumble history hitting the ground at the same time and the rest is history vince comes out runs tears in both tears both quads.
1: <laughs> We've talked about it. It's just it's, just, it's just artistic, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, this leads to Triple H. Trying to convince Batista to go after joe JBL and the WWE Championship, and that leads to the very famous moment of the contract
1: signing. Batista can I, doing. The- can I just say, right? This is straight up one of the coldest moments in wrestling. Yes, yes. We also. <laughs> and I know, I know, people are there. They're talking about like you know, like Rock Austin or like someone standing up to like Brock Lesnar or like Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, but but Batista doing the thumbs down in front of Triple H and Ric Flair. It's actually goaded. Yes. Oh, yeah. It so is, because you can just hear,
0: oh, yeah, you're the big man, Dave, you're gonna do you know, woo-woo, and you just do the thumbs down it's both of their faces. It's, why is it every time someone betrays- And the betrays, facial reactions as well. Yes. Why is it every time someone betrays Triple H, he always utters the uh, mouths the words, oh, you son of a- and he just gets the, the
1: shit kicked out of it. I think as well, the even funnier thing is, I'm, I'm, I I'm, feel like I'm misremembering this, but it almost feels like when he does the thumbs down, Ric Flair's like, I need to bump for this. Yes, he does. <laughs> he
0: does. Because he goes arse over tip, after he hits Triple H and then hits Flair. Yeah,
1: he's like, yeah. You know, Best... He's just like, I really need to bump for this one. It's just,
2: <laughs> it's just like, it's just like well, might as well bump. Honestly, as well, this moment. Bat-
1: Batista throws the thumb yes. does the thumbs down and then Rick Flair's like, oh shit, I got a gig for this. <laughs>
0: yes. Also, this is also one of the best power bobs for a table. Yes. Ever. Because the table just disintegrates under Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we've talked about it in our Batista retrospective. We've also talked about it in the Reign of Terror. Great match. Um, even if Lovely. it was with Lemmy.
1: Going, you know, it's all about the game, and now you play it. It's all about the game. Is <laughs> there's there's <clears throat> there's Lemmy being Lemmy, yes. but then also like you just get the like Batista's just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah and it's this so and thus signals the end of
0: evolution or the peak of evolution in two thousand and five. But we're not done yet, gents. Oh, do, 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 do. We're not done by a long shot. There was a one night reunion, believe it or not, in 2007. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As they reunited in the Raw 15th Anniversary Special with Batista, Flair, and Triple H, who were all face, uh, reunited. Uh, well, with, well, with Triple H, with a reunited Shawn Michaels uh, with DX made their way to the ring. Uh, Minus Orton, so Michaels was an honorary member of Evolution. (laughs) Alright. So, um, they ended up uh, kicking the living shit out of Rated RKO and Umanga. Umanga. Umanga! And of course, this would lead to the Ring reunion of Evolution in 2014. WrestleMania 30's come and gone, Vince thought, in his infinite wisdom that what, what would draw would be the main event of Batista versus Randy Orton. Because of course we now know that Dave is a is a is a Hollywood A-lister. And good on yeah. Dave. He's still I I, yeah. I, I I would agree he is definitely in Hollywood A-lister. See. see
2: you soon. <laughs> see you in part 2, buddy. See you in part 2. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Randy Orton, uh, the storyline, of course, sees, uh, with Daniel Bryan winning the World Heavyweight... Well, the Unified uh, World Championship. Randy Orton and Batista unifying. um, uh, To take on... uh, First of all, taking on the Usos for the Tag Championships. (laughs) And then, uh, siding with the Authority and Triple H to reunite Evolution. And of course, as you know, chaps... This would end in a rivalry with Evolution versus the Shield and gave birth to one of the best things Twitter has ever done Blue Teaster.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Blue Teaster trending worldwide. I love the internet sometimes. <laughs> I really do. Right. I don't know what. I, I, call me out on this one, chats, if you might.
0: But. Batista growing his hair around this time, when we saw him bald when he returned,
1: it was a bit weird. <laughs> oh, it was really weird because I got so used. It's weird because like Batista when he had the hair from like 0-3, mm. mm. was fine. Then I got used to bald Batista, and then when Batista grew his hair again, I felt it felt wrong.
2: <laughs> it felt yeah, weird. it's like he he's definitely one of those guys who was made to be bald.
1: Mm. Yes, and I say that
0: was we say that with like zero irony. Yes. Yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, yes me, the 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 balding fair ass in- <laughs> <laughs> No, I kid, I kid. Uh of course with the payback, uh the the last match would be with evolution and shield with the Blue would be at payback. Um, mm-hmm. which saw the Shield decimate evolution when none of them were eliminated in that match. And the raw after payback. Batista kayfabe quit the WWE after he requested a title match against Daniel Bryan. And he did the, you know, did you remember when he re- he was denied? He said, yeah. okay, bye bye, and does the Queen's wave as he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this was apparently this would um uh th- this the original uh intention of this was to write Dave off so he could do the promotional loop for Guardians of the Galaxy. However, Batista would end up actually legit quitting. Um after an appearance uh, at an NXT event actually and creative yeah. differences they w- wanted him to wrestle uh, I think it was D- they wanted him to wrestle but Dave wanted to put over somebody yeah, but not by him. wrestling um where credit's credit's due to Dave. I mean, even sometimes. I mean, I I, I respect Dave for even during like when yeah. he's asked stuff during like promotional loops for movies about wrestling. He's like, yeah. I mean, as much as I liked wrestling and enjoyed it, I, it's like sometimes WWE got on my fucking tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at least he's bad up to go Yeah, I liked it, but still God, some of that times that sometimes that company he was just he, fucking...
1: he was just there and was just like, yo, will they get Sag after protection now?
0: Yes. Fucking... I vividly I'm remember gone. of all places, TMZ, of all places, uh the whole thing with Titus O'Neil getting suspended. Uh, they went to Batista, they catched, caught with caught Batista at the airport and was like, Yeah, you know what Titus should do? You should just fucking take him to court because it's fucking not on. It's Bullshit reason why they suspended
1: him. Yeah. God on you, Dave. We like you, Dave.
3: Yeah.
1: Fuck you. It's like, fuck you, Vince. I have SAG after now. <laughs>
3: it's the
0: same thing with fucking Jesse Ventura. It's like, as soon as you get the SAG
1: card, it's like, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Vince. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Of course mm, with I'll, that... be off, I'll be off in dune part two <laughs>
0: of course with batista leaving that would lead to of course the split up of the shield and Seth you know turning in his back on them and that whole thing so if if, if batista didn't leave plan b would never have happened <laughs> so it leads us to the final i guess you could i guess you could say the final reunion of evolution in 2018 on the 1000th episode of SmackDown. Now, this was uh this was important as it laid the foundation for the last match between Batista and Triple H at WrestleMania, where Batista um kind of cutting off just kind of cutting a promo um uh, saying that he's one of the best ever and like, you know, if it weren't for me, the group wouldn't be, you know, the way it was uh, to nah. which Batista said uh, <clears throat> you may have beaten everyone yeah, uh, yet you, you, you haven't beaten me <laughs> <laughs> of course this <laughs> led to um, that uh, Ric Flair birthday celebration a short time later oh, my God. Uh, right. where they were trying to greet Flair but he didn't come out and then suddenly we just saw Flair being dragged out by Batista to Batista <laughs> Burning the lens of the camera, going, "Hey Hunter,
1: <laughs> remember oh, me?" yeah, yeah. he was—he ah! was mad. He was mad,
2: sweaty in there. <laughs> yeah, I do. I. Oh yeah, I. That entire build-up was ridiculous. Didn't fully work, but I really did like it.
0: Of course, However, this gave us that promo of Batista going, "Give me what I want." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's incredible. <laughs> I love it so much. However, I will say one thing. I will say one thing. I'm a. In hindsight, I know like this is really stupid, especially considering we're talking about like Vince McMahon. I'm a little disappointed that Flair didn't take a bump. I'm, I'm a Flair. I'm like, I'm disappointed. Yes. <laughs> like, just just one. Just one. Just one power one, for all time's sake. I would have I liked
0: it to have seen Flair just flung out of gorilla position onto the right entrance web and Batista <laughs> yeah, yeah. walking right out. <laughs> we would have seen that. That would have been done well. <laughs> of course, this leads to WrestleMania 35, the no-holds-barred match, pitting Triple H against Batista, which also gave us the really weird moment of Triple H using a pair of pliers to take out Batista's nose ring.
1: Yeah, that was... No, no, no. no, Ah,
2: no, no, uh, no, yeah, no, no, that was.
0: Uh, and of no, course, yeah. Triple H being Triple H, if he loses, if he loses against someone, he has to redeem that win at WrestleMania, doesn't he? And so Triple H won yeah. this match. And you know what makes me laugh, right? How many times Triple H is retired then unretired then retired again. I forgot that the stipulation for this match was that if Triple H lost, he'd retire because Yeah, but Triple that's H, H, just H is like retired because Triple H, H retired <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Of course, Batista. Of course, this also meant that Batista officially retired from wrestling. But also at this event, like, also he, got... he was
1: there and was like, um, "Sorry, I got Guardians of the Galaxy two coming up." So, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Don't mind me. i will make you that sweet money. Oh yeah, Avengers Endgame. Game. Huh. Hunter, yeah. the only comic book <laughs> film you've been in is Blade Trinity. Huh. <laughs> I he's, do just, risk he's just there. Memory. He's just
1: there. Like, excuse me, I've got a fucking bag to go and get. <laughs>
0: you should have just whispered I bet you whispered in his ear during where they were calling spots the chaperone huh the chaperone
3: <laughs>
0: inside <laughs> out yeah remember that one with Michael Rapaport, no not the Pixar movie yeah <laughs> oh
1: my god hey let me know when one of your films has grossed 100 mil
0: And <laughs> <laughs> not been made by
1: WWE films.
0: Sorry, I'm being a bit salty with Triple H's film career. I say film career in quotation no, let's,
1: marks. No, let's fucking shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. <No. laughs>
0: oh, bad. So that that signals the end, I guess you could say, the step point of evolution. Now that all but one man stands and is still wrestling to this day. Yes, that's Ric Flair. No,
1: <laughs> it's Randall. <laughs>
0: Randall Keith Orton in in a in in where he is right now as of recording he's he's tag teaming with Riddle at this moment. Weird times, weird times we live <laughs> in. But that is the end of evolution. So I guess the question, I guess the concluding uh chat we could talk about is. How influential, well, i say how iconic are Evolution? Because honestly, that two-year run, and despite the fact that it was during the Reign of Terror, I still, we still think fondly of them as being a really good heel stable,
1: I'd say. They were a really good heel stable, but also it's just the thing of, like, I don't think Evolution did anything to, like, reinvent the wheel. <laughs> That's for true. Because <laughs> they, yeah, like they were like horsemen. They were horsemen 2.0. I think it was good it had four really, really good guys in it that all did really good work. Mm. But also, like, it's nothing, like... I don't think it's anything super special.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing, um, Evolution. The things they spawn... Well, it is a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a mystery. It is truly a mystery, because the things that they spawned absolutely resonate, mm. but in terms of Evolution itself... I don't know.
3: Mm. I,
0: as you said, if anything, their lasting legacy will be the fact that they made two car- They made two careers from Batista and Orton. Yeah. Now, chaps, there's something I forgot to mention, and I'll end this on because this is such an interesting little fact. Um, did you know that there were once rumours that there was going to be a kind of a an evolution, the next generation.
1: Evolution two. <laughs> I did not.
0: To, that was going to consist of Triple H as okay. Blair's role of the past. Yeah. The present being Samoa Joe. Okay. And the future? Well, she know There was going to be two present people actually. I sh- I forgot to say Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, okay. and the future okay. being
1: Pete Dunne. Hmm. Uh-huh now respectfully respectfully i'm happy that didn't take place <laughs> yes i agree because i just don't want to picture kevin owens in a three piece <laughs> well like i can pick i can do that i can like i'm sure pete Dunne would look fine samoa joe might look a little bit goofy mm. but like those four as a sable, I really feel like, would be going the opposite direction from what any of them would have wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't think it would have really done... Like, it would have been good for Pete Dunne. <laughs> mm. I don't think it would have exactly done much for Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe, though.
0: Nah. Yeah.
1: I agree on that one. I mean, it could have been
0: worse. could have been Mark Jindrak. That's... <laughs>
1: If they did it at if they did it at the same time as the like the whole authority thing. So you had like Triple H, I guess you could say Seth and Dean. Mm. And then like maybe Pete Dunn.
2: Mm. Maybe? I don't know. I see it's the future bit that I don't know about.
1: I mean yeah, Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn is a really odd choice, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think Only, most... but also because though, in my head, I have this weird thing that I'm like where they try and get them to do some fucking Peaky blinder shit.
0: No, oh, they definitely would have. Oh, absolutely, they definitely
1: would have. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that idea. <laughs> I'm glad it never <laughs> happened. Not a fan. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy right. that didn't happen. Oh
0: so chaps, that concludes this episode all about evolution. Whew. Well, it's a bit of a weird it's a bit of a weird timeline looking through this because I had to go like not only research but it was going through the recesses of my mind of being a wrestling fan during this time and yeah the fact that we've gone through so much of this already with in different in previous episodes as well really just mm-hmm.
2: tie into everything don't it
0: it really does it really does. how how odd
2: how odd
0: <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Alright, chaps. We've d we, I feel like we've been kind of rough on ourselves since the beginning of the year. Um mm-hmm. we started off with Vince Russo. yeah Um and it only got worse from there.
2: That was a mistake. In <laughs> that hindsight. was a
0: mistake. <laughs> Although a very interesting mistake to say the least, especially the retrospective of Vince Russo. But not the review of the Nitro, which I feel like I lost brain cells for that. But I'm gonna reward you two chaps for our next episode, I feel yeah. like we haven't done a pay-per-view that is actually good. So I'm <laughs> going to change that. Chaps, what are we how do you feel about reviewing No Way Out 2004?
2: Ah, excellent. Lovely. Lovely, lovely.
0: <laughs> <And laughs> I figured we as we're on the road to WrestleMania, I figured why not go for one of the best pay-per-views uh, but uh, on that on that road and one of the most feel-good moments in wrestling um, history. Sound good?
2: Sounds good to me.
0: Awesome. All right then, chaps. That is for next week. But until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon. And you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We'll see you, as always, on the next one.
3: Bye! Bye. Give me what I want! <laughs>
0: YOU'RE GONNA GIVE ME WHAT I WANT!